0: The primary character of Joshua 1 and 9 is Joshua or Yeshua. His name means the Lord saves. The Lord saves. Biblically speaking, salvation is threefold. When God saves, He delivers, protects, and prospers. I said He delivers, protects, and prospers. In order for Joshua to receive God's salvation... He had to obey God's command. A command, simply put, is an order. An order to do or not to do something. A command is also instruction. And in this particular case, divine instruction. God specifically told Joshua what to do and what not to do. And because the book of Joshua was canonized or became a part of the Bible or the Word of God, what God said to Joshua applies to us. And, and that's biblical as well because Malachi 3 and 6 says God changes not. What he says to one, he says to all. He changes not. And Jesus Christ being the word of God, according to Hebrews 13 and 8, he is also the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so in dealing with the text, we want to start by considering what God commanded Joshua not to be. There are two things that he commanded him not to be. The first thing he commanded him not to be, he he didn't want him to be fearful. I said he didn't want him to be fearful. Didn't want him doubting, uncertain, or being influenced by a spirit that is not of God. 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says, God has not given us the spirit of fear. Now fear is going to come to all of us. I said fear going to come to all of us trying to influence us to do certain things we have no business doing. Contextually, God was letting Joshua know up front that you can't be fearful if you want to possess the promised land. And, And Joshua would find out that there were some things in the promised land that, that would initially cause him to shake in his sandals. Such as the children of Anak that he had to fight. The children of Anak didn't just have one giant like Goliath. They were a tribe of giants a whole bunch of big folk And remember back in Joshua's day they didn't have no Glock, no 357, no 45, no 50 caliber. No rifle, no shotgun, no 30-30. They did not have what we have in our day and time. He couldn't stand back and shoot. The giant He could send forth an arrow, and it may or may not work. You know how wood is. He had to get in his being that God did not want him to be fearful, no matter what he saw with his eyes or what he heard with his ears. And how many know we've seen some things that, that have made us fearful, And have heard some things that have made us fearful, And it's all right initially to allow that thing to cause you to be afraid. But you can't operate or remain in fear. You got to do what does says God i want to show you a passage real quick in reference to how God dealt with folks that were fearful. Go with me to the book of Judges. The book of Judges, chapter 7. I want to read this I don't want to quote it. Judges, chapter 7. All you got to do is go to the next, the next book. Joshua, then Judges. Judges 7, and I'm going to start at verse 2. And the Lord said to Gideon, The people who are with you are too many for me to give the Midianites, who was Israel's enemy, into your hands. Lest Israel claim glory for itself against me, saying, My own hand has saved me. Now, therefore, proclaim in the hearing of the people, saying, Whoever is fearful and afraid, let him turn and depart at once from Mount Gilead. And 22,000 of the people returned and 10,000 remained. Over half of the folk were afraid. And God answered to folk being afraid to face their enemy was, you just need to send them to the house. You can't get everybody to help you. You can't get everybody to pray for you. Some things you're going through, and you can't just ask everybody to pray for you. You got to make sure, because some things you're going through, it's going to take somebody that's not fearful of whatever is happening in your life. They're not fearful, and they're going to pray hard, believing that God is going to give you a miracle if that's what it's going to take. They're going to pray hard, believing that God is going to turn your situation completely around if that's what it takes. But some folks, if you tell them, look, I need you to pray for me, and you explain to them what you need them to pray for, they'll be like, oh, Lord, my cousin had that, and it didn't end well for him. Everybody can't pray for you. Now notice again, God Himself said to get in, look, find out who fearful. That they done showed up like they ready to fight, but they were not. Tell all of them that's fearful to go home. Twenty two thousand. Twenty-two. Twenty-two thousand. Now, when I look at the text, I know one thing, point blank, when it comes to God. He does not like dealing with folk who shouldn't be fearful, but are. See, Israel means he who will rule as God. If you're fearful of your enemy, there's no way you even have traits of God. Send them home, Gideon. They're not ready. But then, back in Joshua 1 and 9, the second thing he told him not to be is dismayed. When you're dismayed, it says that you're not functioning properly. Because of fear, confusion, circumstances, or issues that's going on in your life. You're not thinking right because of fear. You're not talking right because of what you heard. You're not doing what you need to do. Because you can't get out of your mind what somebody said about you. You're dismayed because of certain issues. You're just not functioning properly. Man, I got to get this out of my head because I got to do such and such. When you got something in your head and you need to be doing something, you are in a state of dismay. And see, God himself said to Joshua, you can't be dismayed. You can't be leading all these folk. And when you get out there and see the children of Anak, you're not going to be able to tell them what they need to do. And you're not going to be able to be the leader that I need you to be. He didn't want him to be in that he does not want us to be in that place. Because you're going to face some stuff in this life. Like it or not, life is not a party all the time. It's not happy time all the time. You have to face some stuff, but you have to be to the point to where you never allow things especially horrendous things to cause you to act out of carrot to cause you not to think talk, and do according to what is written in the bible and and reveal you can't allow it to happen I, I want to show you something that that God said to Jeremiah, go with me to um The book of Jeremiah. If you see Isaiah, the next book after Isaiah is Jeremiah. Jeremiah, the first chapter is where I want to go. I need you to see this. And keep in mind, we're talking about being dismayed. Something that God didn't want Joshua to be. And he does not want you to be. You need to be able to function properly. You heard coach's testimony earlier how he was calm despite what the doctors were saying he did not allow himself to get in a state of dismay nor did his his wife but notice jeremiah 1 and 17 ready he said therefore prepare yourself and arise and speak to them all that i command you this is god talking To the prophet, do not be dismayed before their faces. And then he tells him why. Lest I dismay you before them. He was gonna reap what he sowed. He told the prophet, they're gonna be looking a certain way. But don't allow their faces to cause you to be dismayed. You know, because some folks try to get you a stare. Oh, don't act like that. You know you done stared somebody down before. Oh, some of y'all still ain't coming clean. How many of you ever stared somebody down before? Especially if they done said something and you mad. You're... <laughs> and, and some folk can put a look on you that, that, that a cause you to react in a way you shouldn't. And see, that's what God was, was letting Jeremiah know. Because see, Jeremiah was the type of person that he would allow what people thought and said to him affect him. To the point to where in Jeremiah 20, I believe it is, he, he, he got to the point to where the folks had been talking about him to where he said, I'm just going to stop preaching. I'm just going to stop doing what God has ordained for me to do. That's what came out of his mouth. But then God's word was so in him to where he turned around and said, I can't do it. Because his word is just like fire. Shut up in my bones. And I just can't hold my peace. I got to say it. What was going on with him was a war between his flesh and his spirit. The flesh was trying to get him to quit. But the God consciousness in him would not allow him to do it. The spirit won over the flesh. The flesh tried to win, but the spirit that was in him was too powerful. You got to know that there are going to be things that are going to work against you to try to make you become dismayed. But you have got to remember God's word and stay there in. So again, he told him, you you can't be dismayed just because of the faces you see. You got to keep acting properly. And he'll repel to say, one doctor going to basically bully him. You need to do this. If I would have been there and got in the flesh, I would have said, you going to pay for it? <laughs> you know how you be wanting to just say stuff. But he kept his composure. Remain calm. And let him know I said we're gonna be led by God. You you have to have that mindset. Because who gonna lead you better than God? Who gonna help you more than God? Tell somebody, you know can't nobody do you like Jesus. Tell one more person, you know, can't nobody do you like Jesus? <laughs> but then he tells him or commands him what he needs to be, tells him what he needs. To be. I don't want you to exist like that. But I do want you. To exist. Live. Or think, talk, and act. Like this. What Lord? I want you to be number one. Strong. I want you to be strong. To be strong is to be certain, confident, and steadfast. Certain, confident, and steadfast. No matter how they push you, you're going to be steadfast. You're going to have in your being, 1 Corinthians 15 and 58, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. You're going through it, but you're going to be strong. It hurt, but you're going to be strong. You don't have all you need to have, but you're still going to be strong. You're going to be certain even though you don't see what you want to see. Elijah's servant told him, he, when Elijah said, look, go look and see if, if you see anything up in the sky that looked like rain. And He went and he came back. He said, ain't nothing there. Not nothing. Elijah remained Strong. Remain sir. It's still going to happen even though you don't see nothing. It's still going to happen. Sent him seven times until finally he came back. I see a cloud. I see a rain cloud. But, it, but it's only about the size of a man's hand. And just when he, he saw a little sign. He told him, he said, I want you to go tell King Ahab he need, he need to prepare. Because though it's just a little cloud up in the sky. I feel the abundance of rain in my spirit. Have you ever felt in your spirit, your God consciousness that something was going to happen that didn't look like it was going to happen? I said something was going to happen that didn't look like it was going to happen. Have you ever got a report that didn't say nothing but negative negative things? But in your spirit, you just knew that something miraculous was going to take place. That God was going to give you a complete turnaround. That God was going to cause to happen what he promised would happen. long story short rain rain not only came after not having rain for three years and six months but it came in abundance shout at somebody can't nobody do you like Jesus (laughs) can't nobody cause a miracle to happen when it don't look like no miracle but Jesus, can't nobody bring you from a dry bottom all the way to the top and keep you there, but Jesus. And you know that's a promise? He said, I'll make you the head, not the tail. I'll cause you to live above only and never beneath. Who are you? I'm God. I am the omnipotent one. I'm the omniscient one. I'm the one that stepped forward and said, Let there be in everything. I called into being, it manifested, and I told it to stay there. And do you know that's been thousands? of years ago, but the moon is still there. The sun is still there. The stars are still there. The ocean is still only going so far simply because God spoke a word and told it to stay right there. You better tell somebody he can do anything save faith. Whoa, you better tell them one more time my God can do anything save faith. Be strong. I, I want to show you something that's so profound. Good. God. Y'all ready to go with me? Go with me to the book of Proverbs. Chapter 24. Good. God, I hope this gets you excited like it got me excited. Good. God, I'm finna take you to a verse. That's so Profound God, Jesus, Proverbs 24 and 5. A wise man is strong. Yes, a man of knowledge increases strength. Strength is not about the power you have in your dukes or your fists. Strength is about the wisdom God has embedded down on the inside of you. We know biblically speaking, wisdom equates knowledge plus understanding. When you have wisdom, when you have knowledge and understanding, you are a person of strength. That means whatever comes against you, it has to come with something because you are a strong person. You ain't no flunky, you ain't no pushover, you ain't no wanna be, you got too much wisdom down on the inside. Of you, you can deal with what you're going through right now. You got the wisdom on the inside of you to deal with that trouble, you got the knowledge on the inside of you to deal with that report that unshared of you. Got strength, child of God, down on the inside of you, and all you have to do is be strong. You just got to exist. You just got to operate in what you know. When you operate in what you know, you are exemplifying that you have strength. That's being strong. Just knowing what you know and standing on it, that's strength. Issues come. Your strength, they coming, but God gonna cause everything to work out for my good. And just stand right there. Sickness attack you with his stripes. I done already been healed. Just stand right there. And that strength. Go, go see. You may be good with your dukes, but somebody gonna come around. They're gonna put a whipping on you. Back in the day, we used to love to see Muhammad Ali. He just be just a dance and just playing with folks here, side to side, just playing with folks here. But then. Here comes some folk that, 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 that wasn't amazed by his dance and put a whipping on him. The wonderful thing about the word of God, there is nobody that can whip it. There is nobody that can put the word down for a three count. Heaven and earth shall pass, but not God's word not one jot not one tittle shall pass get this until all is fulfilled Isaiah said once he sends forth his word it will not return unto him void what is it going to do Isaiah it's going to accomplish everything that he sent it to do it's going to cause prosperity where there has been no prosperity it's going to cause healing where they have said will never be healing it's going to cause restoration where it didn't look like it was going to be restored why is that cause can't nobody but nobody but nobody do you like jesus oh you better get happy with me and tell somebody can't nobody but nobody but nobody do you like <laughs> encourage somebody real quick you gotta be strong No matter what you're going through, be strong. No matter how it feels, be strong. No matter the report, be strong. No matter what they're saying, be strong. A wise man, a woman is strong. And of her strength increases because of their understanding. You know what you know. The, the, the thing about us as children of God we don't, we don't only know it just because we read it. We done experienced. it. I said we done experienced. Watch this right here. How many of you done experienced God's healing? Put your hand up. You done experienced God's prosperity. Wave your hand. See, you not only know what the word says, you don't experience it. You know, God just ain't saying things just to be saying it. He bags up his word. God just ain't no talker. He bags up his word. He speaks it and then it manifests. He says it and then it comes to pass. Y'all know how we used to say it He'll show up and show out. I said he'll show up and he will show out. As I close, the last thing he tells him to be is of good courage. See, you can have courage and be stupid. You can have courage and and, and use it in a way You should. That's the reason he tells him to be of good courage. You got to have fight, but you got to have beneficial fight. Just don't go out there because you're courageous and just start swinging and, and every time you throw a punch, you're missing. Every time you try to knee the person is so fast, you miss his head. You can't just go out there fighting just to fight. Paul said it another way. He said, I don't fight being the air. I just don't swing just to be swinging. You got to make sure that you have some gut fighting you some good courage you just don't want folks to know that that you that you're dogging you're not gonna back down but you have beneficial courage in you when they try to make you back up you let them know no what i'm telling you god and told me he told me to say what i'm saying to do what i'm It's exemplified in the three Hebrew boys that knew the king had created a huge image that he wanted everybody to worship. They also knew that that the majority of the folk were bowing down and worshiping the image. And they were primarily worshiping the image. Because the king had put forth a threat. If you don't worship my golden image. I'm going to put you in something hot. And I ain't talking about no campfire. I'm going to put you into a furnace. Threaten them with fire. Something that can destroy you in a. In a negative way, can destroy you from your crown to the sole of your feet. And so somebody bought the report too. The king said, We got we got some Hebrews. You know the Hebrews, that's them folk that believe in that one God. They know you believe in eight, nine, ten, maybe even fifteen gods, but they believe in monotheism they believe in one god and and they they saying that they're not going to bow to your image nor do what you are saying they need to do the king got so mad to where it said that his visage his outward appearance completely changed I don't know if that that meant that he got red, or or he started frowning, or or he, I don't know what it means. But he completely changed in a way for the worst. But guess who wouldn't mean, guess who wouldn't change just because he changed? The three boys. The three men did not change. They came forward. And he asked them, say, look, I done heard that y'all ain't going to bow to my golden image, nor do you worship any of my gods. And I, I just want to know uh, if this is the case. And, and, and if it's not the case, just go ahead, worship, and we'll be cool. Everything will be all right. I don't know who the spokesman was for the three boys. But he was speaking on all of their behalf. He, he it look, King, didn't disrespect him, still recognize that he was the king. Look, king, if you're going to throw us in the furnace, go ahead and throw us in the furnace. But we're not going to worship your golden image, nor are we going to serve any of your gods. We're not going to do it. And so the king told his people, heat up the furnace. Seven times more. Hotter than it already is. Now get this. And he wanted it to be done right away. Now in the process of the folks. Doing what the king had told them to do. They were killed. They were killed trying to make. The furnace. Hotter. You hear me? Folk died. Doing what the king commanded. That ain't sinking into y'all yet. See, see, we're talking about doing God's command, but now we got a king. Or we can call him the president. Maybe that'll help y'all out a little bit. That's telling you to do something. You know you don't have no business doing. And it's threatening you by saying. Heat it up. Sometimes. Why did he want it heated up sometimes? So, so they could actually. Not just see. The fire. Burning. But could see the color. Of the fire. As it goes from. A state of where is hot, yellow, to hotter, yellow, and orange. Signifying the hottest heat that a person can experience on earth. Signifying, figuratively speaking, According to 1 Peter 4, 12, and 13, a fiery trial. Heat it up and then cast them in it. And you would, you, you would think, because this is how some folks like for, for a story like that to end, that God just going to step in and not allow them to be put in the fire. You know how we are. You going through something in your body. And so your, your thing is. God going to show up. And just take it away. Before. It even get. To a certain point. But sometimes he doesn't do that. Because sometimes. What you're going through is bigger than you. I said sometimes. It's bigger than you. Sometimes God has to allow. The worst to happen. So his glory can be revealed. I said so his glory can be revealed. Some of us, you didn't want what happened to you to happen. Like Brother Newell, he wasn't praying what happened to him would happen. Ella Samuel, he wasn't praying that what happened to him would happen. But God allowed it. Why? Because he wanted his glory to be revealed. And so they cast him, or cast them, into the furnace. And and so the king, he had to just look. You know, because of his command. And and you had to know that in his mind, I'm going to use them as an example. To let all these other Hebrews and and, and other folk know, I don't play. They're going to find out, I don't play. When, when I say do something, they going to know they're going to have to do what I say. I'll burn them up. That had to be in his mindset that he was not only going to teach the three a lesson, but he going to teach other folk a lesson. But then when he looked, he looked in there. see, in a fire like that, God had to illuminate his eyes. God had to make it clear to him what he was seeing. Again, because God was going to get the glory out of this. The worst didn't happened. But here God getting ready to make the worst turn into battle. Oh, God, who are you talking to right now? Somebody going through something that seemed like it's the worst. But you better get ready for your better. I said, you better get ready for your better. The king said, did not. We cast three into the fire. I don't know how many witnesses he had. His leaders, his servants, and hundreds of others were there. And knew, yeah, it was three that you put in there. He said, but, but, but it's more than three in there now. And this is where God himself tells the king who the other person is in the fire. It's a revelation. He says, I see the three. And get what a heathen king said. He says, but there's a fourth man who is likened unto the son of God. Son of God equates. God in flesh. Saw so Jesus before Jesus manifested. Thousands of years. After. He received that revelation. And he said I see. The three. I seen that fourth man. And he said you know what. That fire ain't even hurting them. they in trouble, but it's not even affecting them. They're going through something horrendous, but, but, it, but it's not even burning their clothes. The king himself said out of his mouth that there's a God that's like none of his God's eventually called him the god the supreme god get him out of that and then he's gonna try to switch sides <laughs> yeah he done pulled them out saying that he didn't have no no power that would hurt them that god was gonna take care of them and how many know god will take care of his folk <laughs> You better get in your being when you get to going through something. God going to take care of you. Come in, Brother Pelton. God will take care of you. Come in, Minister Witt. God will take care of you. So Shante, you'll tell him God to take care of you. Won't he do it, Elder Thomas? Won't he do it, Brother Noah? God so gave them boys a miracle because they were of good courage to where the king changed his decree. Changed it. Get this. To fit the three men. I make a decree that, that, that look, there is no God like Thou God. And if anybody speaks such and such about thou God, he or she will be. Uh, come on, King. <laughs> the same God that honored them, the same God that was with them, promised Joshua. And that same promise applies to us. Because 2 Corinthians 1 and 20 says, "Oh, of the promises of God in him are yes and amen. And same God said in Joshua 1 and 9, If you be strong and of good courage, you don't become fearful or dismayed. I will be with you. Wherever. Wherever you go. Breaking it down, no matter what you go through, I'm going to be right there with you. Even when you think I'm not there, I am right there with you. And I'm done. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Let's give our God a bigger hand of praise for